Welcome to the Christy Taylor Show. I'm your host, Christy Taylor, and I love music. Yeah, I know that's a song, but truly, I love music, and I love learning about the up-and-coming generation of great singers, songwriters, performers, and I have one today that I'm excited about having a chance to get to know, and he's straight here from the 901. Yes, that's Memphis, and I'm talking about Memphis, Tennessee native Jay Howell, he has music lovers in a tight hold with his soulful, polyrhythmic, passionate vocals and transparent, thought-provoking lyrics. And I've been watching his YouTube channel, so let me tell you, it's the truth. With his first EP, Red Room, Jay Howe has instantly gained a plethora of fans all around the globe. And let me tell you, these Housers, I think I said that right, do not play about the Jay Howe with a new project expected to drop late October or early November of 2020. Jay Howell is making sure his fans appreciate his growth, but wants to make sure his fans still feel the passion, pain, and love embodied in Red Room. Now, however, he isn't putting Red Room to bed without a dramatic curtain close. October the 29th at the Heroland Center in Memphis, Tennessee, Jay Howell will be heading, headlining his very first and sold out concert. We're talking about the Red Room Experience. And I want you all to help me welcome to the Christy Taylor Show. <laughs> Jay Howe. Hi, Sarah. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me. How are you? I'm 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 feeling really good. And I have been vibing to the Red Room on the, your YouTube channel. And uh <clears throat> uh yeah, it's age appropriate. It's age appropriate. You know, first of all, yeah, it's for everybody. It's for everybody. And I want to say you are a native Memphian. So let's give love Absolutely. to your city. I know you got to do it. Yeah, shout out to Memphis. So are you someone who pretty much always lived in Memphis? Did you move around? No, born and raised. I mean, right now I live in Atlanta, but I'm born and raised Memphis, Tennessee all day. North Memphis to be exact. Douglas okay. to be exact. Okay. Okay. You yeah. got to get a North, the North Memphis. Yeah, North Memphis. Yeah. All right. Hailing from North Memphis, hanging out in the ATL. So how long have you been in Atlanta now? Uh, it's been a, just a little bit over a year now. Okay. Excellent. So let me talk about, you know, your musical upbringing very quickly. And I do want to, I want to say I, I was prepping for the show and I was talking to one of my consulting clients and said, I was going to be interviewing. I said, do you know a young man named Jay Howell? And it turns out uh, you all used to go to church together, and even her daughter uh, went to school with you. We're talking about Sherry Shelf. I'm sorry, let me say it again. Sherry Self and her daughter Jade. So was uh, yeah. where you started singing? Um, I didn't start there, but um, I started going to church. It was a while ago. Um, yeah, I didn't, but I, I sung in the choir there. But I didn't start there. But yeah, I know, I know the Self family. Well, I want you to know, even though you didn't start in church, apparently you made a big impression on her mom um, <laughs> because Sherry said that she wanted to go to your Red Room experience that you're having at the end of the month. But her um, daughter was like, no, mom, you can't go. <laughs> she no, already had welcome. We need to get her a ticket. I'll tell her, <laughs> I got to make sure I get her in there. Well, you know something? I think it's probably more so Jay doesn't want her mom probably seeing uh, the way she's going to be responding to this amazing music. Uh, let's talk about your musical start. You say you didn't start necessarily in church. So where did you get your spark as a singer and songwriter? So it initially started in elementary. Um, 
I had a choir teacher. Well, at first you, I wasn't in the choir, but a, a former friend of mine um, was in the choir. And like one day we were just in class. I remember we were singing. I don't know what song it was, but I ended up singing along with my friends. And they was like, you know, like, dang, like, you know, you can really sing. And I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. <laughs> so um, I was leaving after school one day. And Miss Sullivan, uh, she stopped and she was like, hey, she was like, uh, come to my office real quick. And I'm like, OK, I'm like, what I did? Like, you know, I'm just trying to go home. Um, but she asked me to sing for our son. She was like, baby, you have an amazing voice. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, you know, I'm like, OK, like I didn't really, you know, it wasn't it wasn't a thing for me. Mm -hmm. um, she gave she said she it was a black history program coming up. She asked me what I mind singing in it. And she gave me a solo, Swing Low Sweet Chariot. And wow. um just so happened my auntie was coming to the Black History program because I had a cousin who was already in the choir. Um and so as I'm performing my solo, I found this out years later, but my mom said that my aunt called her and was like, hey, um, I'm at the school. It's this little boy singing. I want you to hear him sing. And so my mom was like, okay, let me hear it. And then she let her hear it, uh, but she didn't know it was me. And then my mom was like, you know, um, who is that? She was like, girl, that's your baby. And my mom was calling <laughs> and crying all at work. And I found this out years later because I never knew like how my mom found that I could sing. Um, wow. And yes, yeah, since it just kind of went from there, my mom started uh, taking me to different um, plays and just, you know, getting me in a lot of stuff. And my dad uh, taking me into my first sessions in the studio. And it was just like, you know, wow. it was just something that just kind of blossomed. I was told I was good and I just kept rocking with it. You know something, it's beautiful when you're in a, a city where people appreciate musicians and the very fact that your mom even knew your mother and father had an opportunity to put you in the room because there's a lot of singers and a lot of studios wow. and a lot of people who will help nurture that gift. So uh, also shout out to your, your your school teacher. That was beautiful. Oh, yeah. I, and I still talk to her, uh, you know, oh. her, uh, through Facebook, mm -hmm. but she always tell me, you know, you know, just giving me uh, encouraging advice mm -hmm. to keep going. But yeah, if it wasn't for her, like I would have, you know, never known. I guess I never would have tapped into singing. It took wow. her to bring me in. I'm like, okay, well, she's a choir teacher. And if she gives me a solo you and, you know. I, I was noting that it. too. I was noting that in your story that mm -hmm. uh, she, she, you, she had you even skip being in the choir. Like, hey, here's a solo for you, baby. Oh yeah, <laughs> it, it was straight to, you know, front and center. And I, I, I love that part about it as well. <laughs> wow. So as we're going through the school experience, when did you really, okay, of course your mother and father are exposing you, even with your father putting you in studio environments. When did you decide like, this is going to be my life? Because there's a lot of great singers in Memphis who don't make it their, their, their uh, career. Yeah. When did you decide that was like, this is life for me? So I, I feel like, and I understood exactly what you just said, because I've always like known I wanted to sing like I wanted to do music uh but it wasn't honestly until like after I dropped um the album Red Room um what? but it was right before like people really was just catching on to it. I think I had my first single out which was Talk and um in Rochester New York it was like doing really well over there so I got booked for a show out there mind you I have never been to any part of New York I have never been to right never heard of Rochester um wow. <laughs> and I went and it just changed my whole perspective because, like, I thought I was going to just do a show. You know, normally I mix in, like, covers. And you know what I'm saying? Because you right. expect people not to know you. And that was the first show to have these people crying, singing word for word. Mm -hmm. um, I'm talking about it was a sold-out show. It was packed. Like, front to back, it was packed. And I was just mind-blown. Like, I wasn't expecting that 
you know, I just wasn't expecting it. So I think now I know in that moment, like I knew like, yo, okay, this is it. Like, this is what I'm doing. This is who I am. I've always known I wanted to sing, but that was like my stamp moment. Like I can do this. Like it's going to be plenty of more shows like this sold out. It's going to be arenas. Like I just knew it was something I can't explain the feeling, but I remember like I just cried that night, you know, when I got back, you know, to my, by myself. Yeah. It was just, it was just my, you know, mind blowing. You know, some people call those being in the zone or your God moment where you. No, can, and that's nothing. I wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't like a. You know, normally when I'm performing, like I'm, it's like an out of body. You get off. You mm -hmm. don't even re really remember. Like mm -hmm. this time, I could still see faces. I could see this person mm -hmm. crying. Like it was just such a surreal moment mm -hmm. for me. Wow, I'm so glad to hear that. You know that your destiny was just lining up with your, with your gift and you yeah. flowed with it. You know, oftentimes we do know people don't flow in their gift and mm -hmm. they, they miss out on the beautiful opportunities. Uh, yeah. And I'm glad, um, Jay Howe, that you actually, yeah. you know, tapped in it, early. It's a scary thing. Yeah, it is. It is. And most people don't understand pursuing whatever your dreams are can be yeah. very daunting, scary, the uncertainty of it, uh, all those things, all those, but you, from even a child, you know, um, you've been having, the right people stepping in, providing you that support, even yes. the fact that you're being booked in other cities and even producing um, music that's being placed. That means you were also not just singing uh, around town. You were putting structure in place. Can we talk about how you decided to also uh, put more like a team in place to help you? So, yeah, the team. um the team came, okay, so I've been working with my producer, the guy that produced uh, Red Room. Yeah. I've been working with Teray. Shout out to Teray Love, if he's watching this or sees this. Um, yes. Since I was 16, I in, I was introduced oh, wow. to him. It was a lot of just mutual people, but my dad mm -hmm. met somebody at Guitar Center. That person said, you know, oh, I know this producer. It was just a lot of, you know, that happening. But I got in the studio with him, and um, of course, he fell in love with working with the kid. And we just kind of <laughs> was that your nickname, the kid? No, nah, I'm just saying the kid. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I got you. I got you. Um, but yeah, our chemistry was great. We just mm -hmm. vibed, you know. I fuss, he fixed it, and it just worked out. So, um, so yeah, we we was uh, just recording. We just spent like literally since I was sixteen, just mm. recording songs. A lot of the songs will never see the light of day, but we just just perfected and like mm -hmm. I wanted to, you know, just learn my voice and yes. grow into like you know what it is I wanted to do, and just you know, we took time to do that. And um, mm -hmm. around like twenty eighteen, I want to say. Um, I ended up, I worked in home health care. Like all my jobs have been home health care. I've only worked with the elderly um, wow. since I've been working. And that came from my mom. My mom worked uh, at Graceland Nursing Home like for years. So, um, and that's where I started singing it at nursing homes as well. Um, yeah, that's where the place took place. So yeah. it all just tied into each other. So mm -hmm. I got into that field as well because I knew college wasn't for me. So I started working and I ended up meeting, um, well, my manager at the time, her name was Lena and her husband, Lex, and they both owned um, one of the home care facilities. But anywho, they were business partners with my now manager, Lester Pace. Um, who, and they is, who is amazing. That, like, you know, huh? He's, he, who is amazing. <laughs> amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, they told me, they was like, you know, we got a friend. He works in the industry. We want to introduce y'all, you know. We love your voice. They end up coming to, I think, a show one time or something. Well, I let them hear something. I don't know what it was. But 
met Lester Pace. He came to the studio, very intimidating, very much like Joe Jackson. Um, he came to the studio and we playing the music. He looks so like unimpressed. And so we get down playing and he was like, y'all, this is amazing. He's like, y'all, y'all need to put this out. Like he just pretty much forced me to put it out because I didn't want to put the music out yet. I didn't feel like it was wow. ready. And so that was Red Room? Red Room, yeah. Wow. <laughs> I mean, every song wasn't done. I think the only songs that I didn't have yet was like Something About You and maybe um, maybe When We're Making Love. I'm not sure. But it was like two two songs that probably weren't done yet. But like all the rest of them were done. He was like, y'all crazy. Like, y'all need to put this out. And so he was like, you know, he brought us. He wanted to come on board and we wanted him to manage. And we all just kind of been rocking ever since then. He's been going wow. above and beyond. <laughs> so shout out to Lester Pace. Um, but that's the team. Um, and we just, you know. I want to say that, you know, the very fact that you have been allowing yourself, as I said earlier, to really go with the flow of this, because sometimes those are the hurdles that artists have being mm -hmm. able to have those God moments where you connect with people who can help you take your life to the next level, your business, your company, your, yeah. in this case, your career and the entertainment industry to the next level. And Lester Pace is someone who has definitely deep roots in this industry and knows it inside yeah. and out. So, uh, wow. And speaking about your album, since you said that you were actually learning your voice and that was something that stood out to me that you were giving yourself the opportunity to learn your voice, not only as a singer songwriter, but in yeah. the confines of a studio. That is amazing because yeah. when I was listening to your project, that makes sense to me. Cause I'm like, wow, you effortlessly played with certain tones mm -hmm. um, some of the uh, inflections. Yeah. Now I can see it's because you, there was no pressure. You were exploring yeah. yourself mm -hmm. and it sounds really good. And actually, uh, I do like that song, Something About You. Yeah. Okay. It's more like Something About Ya. <laughs> I don't put the Memphis Cha on now. Um, but the music videos. Can I also talk about, in addition to how much play and effortless creativity in your music and in your voice and the musicality, mm -hmm. is the music videos. You got to tell me, when did you all make that investment? Because they are high quality, high level amazing thank you um yeah we pretty much just well i think lester kind of i just kind of let him take the wing with the mastermind music. that <laughs> yeah and we come up with the concept we all agree on it we just like cool let's just shoot it i also always want to well the newer videos i plan to um because i want to get into acting so i want to start okay. bringing more of that element to my videos and like having a storyline and you know just really making it something to watch, you know, and not just, I mean, the glitz and glams is good, but I don't know. I just want like meaning behind them and start building more stories and stuff and just really going more in depth with well, it all. I will say that something about you, by the time uh, she showed up at the house and he closed the door and she looked over her yeah, shoulder. The little I evil like, look she gave. Yes. I said, oh, she better get that smirk. She yeah. That smirk <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, okay. New music is definitely on the horizon, but before we can get to the new we have to celebrate Red Room. And can we talk about the impact that you have made with with Red Room? Uh -huh. Both it's locally and across the country. Yeah. Yeah, it's been really crazy. Um, 
as you know, I put it out in 2019, August of 2019. Um, right before the pandemic, right around the corner. Yeah, <laughs> yeah pandemic was right there, like waiting. And so it kind of put a little damper, but actually it didn't at the same time because I ended up um, just, I was uploading just a random video, uh, my everything on Instagram. Wow. It was just content because like we're locked in the house. I'm like, cool, I got a mic, I got this, I got that. Let me just sit here and sing. That's what really, you know, nobody cares. Just sing. Is that how you got to the acoustic version of everything? My everything is, that's the same. I just took the audio from the video. Wow. Because I didn't have time to like yeah. go and actually record it and get it mixed and do all that. I was, people were just like, yo, drop, can you put this out on, you know, so we can download it. I'm like, cool. Wow. Let's just take the actual audio. Yeah. Uh, we did um, try to like master it so it wouldn't be as loud and distorted. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I just stripped the video and put the audio out. That's all I did. Wow. But yeah, um, through pandemic, even releasing that song, like they helped a lot and helped grow my fan base like tremendously. Um, and I think because people had so much time to sit and just, you know, sit. One thing, you know, discovering new artists, you know, anything that you were into, 2020 was a great time to do that. Um, so how have you been able to, I, should I say, capsulize your 2020 into 2021? Um, like I said, definitely growing the fan base. I did a lot of, um, Instagram lives. We had like rip room live concerts on my Instagram. Um, I just made, I just really got more cause I wasn't a social media person. That's nothing that Lester like has always had to be on me about. I, I hated like social media. I hated having to post or like talk and, um, it really forced me to just get more in tune with my fans, find out what they like, find out what they like want more from me. And mm -hmm. yeah, I feel like that really helped. And like I said, I, I, I pretty much focused on just growing my fan base throughout 2020. And I did that. Um, well, my, we did that. And yeah, just worked on content. What's been the biggest takeaway from your, from your fan base? Because they have a special name. <laughs> Howlers. The Howlers. Okay. Okay. I said, I don't know if I said they this They chose that too. They did. Yeah. Oh, wow. So how did, first of all, your fan base get to the point within a good year to the point that you have a name? I mean, you got like Beyonce has the Beehive. Now we oh, got yeah. Jay Howl and the Howlers. <laughs> so how did it come to be to that? I think randomly one day, I don't know if it was... Um, I don't know. Somebody initiated it. And then I end up sharing like a poll that they created. And then I ended yeah. up creating a poll and just basically gave, well, I asked people to like recommend names and then I made a poll and then they all just kind of chose howlers. And, you know, we've been rocking ever since. Shout out to my howlers. Ah, you know, they screaming, they screaming. Yes. And before you go on to new music, you say you want to make sure you, you know, don't just put this amazing EP that has, brought you to the world so stage no more it's an album oh it's a full album okay yeah, room is an album okay okay you know i'm glad to I'll see ep2 at first but it's an album it's a whole album well let's make sure that we understand a whole album that's available on all digital platforms they can go get it right now you can vibe on it at youtube i mean definitely check his out check him out on his website and to celebrate red room the album you mm -hmm. are actually going to be doing a special event Yes, the Red Room Experience. And it sold out, which is crazy. Wow, how did that happen? Okay, so first of all, the Red Room Experience is gonna be taking place at the 
Heroin Center, downtown Memphis on October the 29th. So what can we expect? Um, just a dope, intimate night. I'm really just ready to like, just see my fans, sing with them, you know, sing the songs that they've been wanting me to sing that I probably haven't done yet. Like Wound Making Love, I've never performed it live, Fire. Um, Which is very well, good. I've done it probably mm -hmm. like twice. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, just to really give them all the songs they've been wanting to hear. And also just for me to tap more into my, who I know I can be live. Mm -hmm. Cause I feel like sometimes you wait for those moments to like really tap into like whatever this alter ego is. And it's like, I shouldn't have to wait to tap into it, but you know, I, well, I should honestly, do every show. Honestly, from all, from all of your, I'll say your online presence, your alter ego is amazing. He has like Thanks. mad suave charisma. <laughs> I mean, let me just put this back up here. Can we talk about the vibe? I'm rough right now. It's okay. Uh, no, I'm just saying just the look that you're giving us, you know, with yeah. the hats, you know, the, the whole sexy vibe. I mean, it is really reminiscent of some Thanks. old school singers, soul singers. Who have been your inspiration, even with your look, as well as your sound and your musicality? Got you. Um, so starting out, my biggest, like, who I loved and adored vocally was Christina Aguilera. Okay. So I picked up a lot of the grit and the growl. You know, um, Beyonce is my complete idol. Anybody that knows me, they know that. Um, There's something you did, and I was like, oh, that's a little Beyonce um, flair on that. Okay, I got <laughs> yeah, to I hear it all the time, yeah. Yeah. Um, Style-wise and just, um, I don't know, I am I like, I love Miguel. And Ooh, so just the whole yeah. edginess, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I just love all of that. So it's, it's just a mixture. Um, listen to a lot of blues growing up. So I've been influenced by a lot of people. Yeah, I was about to ask you about the Memphis influence. Anything, any particular artist or just blues overall or more important rhythm and blues? Uh, uh, of course, like, you know, like the Al Green, you know, that's... Um, he said, that's that, just a given. Come on now. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's just given. Yeah, Al Green and Grit. I listened to right. a lot of people. It was just a lot. I listened to, like, growing up, a lot of Johnny Taylor, Sir Charles Jones, um, <laughs> From Gerald LeVert to Luther, Ooh. like my mom, she plays some everybody. Betty Wright. So I just Ooh. listen to a lot of good soul music and like pain. So I think I kind of just took that with me. Um, yeah. Yeah, you know, I'm glad you brought up, this was a great segue because in your music, you do have a lot of provocative messaging, but more so you do have a lot of pain. And how are you, you know, not, not saying that you can't have pain at this stage and age of your life, but... <laughs> You kind of like yeah. you hitting that that chord really good. Yeah. So Red Room was a making around that time. Um, I was you know our relationship and it ended and it was you know it was hard on me. Uh, so a lot of that was energy mm. from that. I channeled that, but I'm also like an empath. Or is it empath? Empath. empath. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I always say it wrong. <laughs> I'm an empath. Yeah, you're yeah, you're I empathetic. Kind of a lot yeah, from empath. people that's around me too. Like yeah. if I hear about my friends going through something or around the time mm -hmm. like Love You in the Morning, people will think, you know, that I was just Love You in the Morning came from 
me in the kitchen with my mom and her friend and they was over there i think they was either doing each other hair or mom she was on mom hair or something and she was talking about her husband and she was just like you know i love my husband she was like but she was like he just it's it's so like repetitive she was like mm-hmm. you know he needs to be my boyfriend again i was just like what Ooh. you mean like i just didn't understand it she that's was like, old school that's some old yeah, school she was like yeah. i want you to treat me like your wife but at night you know pretty much yeah and I was like, oh wow like that's so wow. dope so that's yeah. where it came from love you in the morning some 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 at night right I was like, Ooh. but i just i don't know i just take what's going on around me and i think just naturally i'm just an emotional person and i like like i said i want to act so i like tapping into those things or like forcing myself to be somewhere i'm not like i could be so happy right now and start singing my everything and you'll think like somebody just broke my heart oh wow let's talk about that heartbreak before we get to the wrap up oh lord just a little bit because it colored, it really did color that album yeah um I'll say it like this. What was your biggest takeaway as an artist and as a man through that experience? Through the breakup? Yes. Um, that it really doesn't matter your intentions or how good you are to someone. Um, if they're not in it, they're not in it. Um, and I just kind of learned to just kind of stop always trying to see the best in people or start seeing more of the best than me like because mm-hmm. i would have never been in that situation or i would have realized what i deserved you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. um so i just learned I, I mean i don't know i learned a lot i learned a lot but it was just hurtful because that was my first that was my first time being in love and like i'm a really mm-hmm. like to myself person guarded i've always been like kind of to myself and just never really opened up um and let people into my world or you know and so to, to let those guards down and then it's just kind of eh, mm-hmm. you know it was well i was about to say i said but you know that's why some of us love mary j's you know um mary j blige was like oh she's gonna have a killer album this time yeah when the breakups happen you know it happens marvin gay used to tap into it a lot you know jill scott i mean so as an artist we use all of our life experiences and the deeper the emotion oftentimes the more more beautiful the gift that we can give to the world so Jay Howe, thank you. Anything we need to make sure we cover? Uh, I think that's all. Like I said, check out the album. If you guys haven't tuned into it, it's called Red Room. It's amazing. It's available on all platforms. Follow me on Instagram at Jay Howell Music One. J-H-O-W-E-L-L Music in the number one. Um, more shows coming soon. Um, new music coming soon. My new album. It's done. I'm just packaging right now. Okay. <laughs> And yeah, that's it. And shout out to all those howlers that have already sold out your show. They did. Shout Congratulations out to-, to you. Are you gonna come? Are you gonna be there? Well, you know, it's sold out. I, I'm gonna have to find. I'm gonna have to stand on the side of the heroin and and just wait. I have to get you like backstage or something. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Let me let me sit in the back. I don't mind. I can stand on the side. Okay. Yeah, I can stand over there. I can do. We'll figure it out. Cause all right. Thank you so very much. All right, y'all, be sure to check out Jay Howe. He's amazing. Straight from Memphis. New energy, new vibe, new soul. And we truly appreciate you so very much. All right, until next time, be sure to check out this and other episodes on Christy Taylor Online. Also, you can check us out on any podcast platform. Much love to you all.